It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight Lab Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox, I'm, I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you. You know, um, conservatives, I think actually, I, I'm convinced that conservatives should be for a woman president. Um, because <laughs> well, we'd save 33%. What? what? We would save 33% on the salary. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're conservative oh. and you're for lowering budgets and... Oh, thanks, Gabe. That, oh. That's probably really helpful. <laughs> that, that, was... that won't get us canceled off of anything. <laughs> we just got canceled on Vimeo, y'all. Oh, um, so none of our club members actually can oh, get yeah. access to the content right now. So it's, uh, We're fixing it, you guys. Vimeo we're kicked it. us off their platform. No warning. Um... Uh, we, I, we probably think it's from the Greg and Catherine show. I probably, think it's from the 2000 Mill show we just yeah, did. They're, they're the backstage on that was... So no free, spe no free speech on Vimeo, huh? No. no. But what's crazy about our relationship with Vimeo is that it's all like hidden content. It goes out to our club portal. It's not public. It's not public, public. It's not yeah, public content. It's hidden from everybody. You can't even have a private conversation about things they do not approve of. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, speaking of canceling, I have to ask you a question. Because I looked at your Twitter this week, and you wouldn't talk to Andrew Tate... I wouldn't. Yeah, you you wouldn't you wouldn't want to have him on cross politic. You had Buffalo Head Man on cross politic. And you don't want to we talk did. to Tate. We did. I saw you saying something like somebody said, "Hey, why are people letting this guy on their platforms and platforming this guy? Shame on them." And yeah. I was like, "What? I, Not I mean, Gabe? Surely he wouldn't be that guy." I think I think I'd want to do it in person if I did. I think I'd want certain um, requirements around it or certain uh, parameters. I would want to produce it well. If I had him, because, because the rest of the show's not so well, but that one, well, <laughs> well, no, 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 because I think he's so uh, right now, men are so attracted to his ideology or at yeah. least his stance or whatever. I think it's he's very deceptive and misleading, and I, I think I just want to be more present in that. I don't know. I, th I think we just, I think the simple thing is you just need to ask all the questions. Yeah, yeah. You should ask yeah. all the questions. I think I think that was the weakness in Tucker is he, he yeah. just asked a question or two and then let him go. Yeah. This year, our Fight Laugh Feast conference is at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky on the politics of six-day creation. The politics of six-day creation is the difference between a fixed standard of justice and a careening mm. standard of justice. The difference between the corrosive relativism that creates mobs and anarchy and the castration of children and the freedom of objectivity, truth, and due process. The politics of six-day creation establishes the authority and sufficiency of God's word for all of life. From what is a man, what is a woman, when does human life begin, how is human society best organized? All of that comes from Genesis 1 and 2. So come here, Ken Ham, Pastor Doug Wilson, Dr. Ben Merkel, Dr. Gordon Wilson, Joe Rigney, 
um, Michael Foster. Yes. And I'll be giving a talk. And of course, there'll be a live cross politics show. We have um, who do we Stephen have? Wolf. Stephen Wolf. Yeah. Joel Webb. Joel Webbin. Pastor Wilson on Christian nationalism. You confirm Pastor Wilson is going to be there? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I need to. Okay. You go no. do that right now. He, he is. Go? We got his. We got his. I know when his flights are in and out. So he, <laughs> he's going to be there you, Saturday you afternoon. You better ask you him. Better, hey. You better see Pastor Wright. Uh, I know. I know. Come on. Mark your calendars. October 11th through the 14th. Mark your calendars. October 11th through the 14th as we fight, laugh, and feast with beer and psalms. Our amazing lineup of speakers. Our rowdy Christian merch. And a Sabbath feast to wrap up the occasion. Visit fightlaughfeast.com today for more information and to register. We're very grateful to have with us right now Mr. Tim Foley. He's the founder and field operations director of Arizona Border Recon, which was founded in 2010, has been on the border for 13 years. Tim, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Thanks for having me on. Hey, so what is the Arizona Border Recon and what do you do for it? Uh, Arizona Border Recon, uh, we are actually a licensed intelligence gathering company in the state of Arizona. Uh, What we do is we monitor a certain area of the Arizona border uh, for human and drug smuggling and cartel activity. And then we turn that information over to uh, various agencies and we do a lot of media i mean i've done media from around the world except for i mean 99.9 percent of our media comes from outside the country Uh, american media pretends they already know what's going on or they have their own narrative so uh, they don't want to see what we see so when just before we started um you began you almost started telling us what is it that our media will not cover? What is it that, that Americans do not realize is the reality of the border. on the border? Yeah. Well, what the mainstream media shows you is the women and children coming across in nice clothes with, uh, you know, iPhones and stuff like that. But where we're at, there's an 80-mile section of the border, of the southern border, where 50 to 60 percent of all the uh, drugs and uh, bad guys come through and we're sitting smack dab in the middle of that 80 mile stretch. Mm. Uh, These are people who don't want to get caught uh, for various reasons. They've been deported multiple times for crimes in this country, crimes in their country. they're gangbangers, uh, they're cartel members. And so they come through with uh, camouflage clothing, uh, camouflage backpacks, and they're trying to avoid detection. And with the way things are right now and Border Patrol being so overwhelmed that it, it, it's, it, it's a sieve right here. I mean, it's just pouring through. It's a reverse funnel. Mm. <laughs> wow. Let's see. I'll give you some numbers, just recent numbers. Uh, In June, just in our area, Border Patrol apprehended uh, 24,360. And your 80-mile stretch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because we also have, just to the west of us, there's a valley that is flatland. And so what the cartel does with the human smuggling is they use it as a distraction. So they'll push family units through or people paying to get across. And while Border Patrol has to move in to pick these people up, just over where we are, 
then you get all the dope and the bad guys coming through. Wow. So uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I want you to finish Tim. Well, year to date in this area, uh, 234,000. So we're seeing in the past couple of weeks that since Texas has put in the uh, buoy barrier in the river and they're being sued for that by the government. Right. Uh, <laughs> Obama administration is suing Governor well, Abbott. O- Obama's not president anymore. Uh, I mean, yes, well, Biden's is. not either. So <laughs> Dang. This, this is Obama's third term. <laughs> <laughs> He's in on it. He agrees. <laughs> uh, so what happens now is they're making it harder to get into Texas. And so now the push is coming over to Arizona mm. and we have a newly elected <laughs> liberal governor in this state and she's not doing anything. So we're averaging 10,000 people a week. Yeah. Wow. Coming across. So, and, and you're and did I hear you right that, I mean, what's the percentage like of, of that, of those 200,000 people that have been apprehended since the year, the beginning of the year, what's the percentage of those people that you're saying, these are bad guys, these are drug, this is cartel, this is human traffickers and versus, um, I mean, people desperate situation, yeah, fleeing yeah. persecution or, or just desperate for a new life. The bad guys in that amount there is probably 2%. Okay. Uh, the vast majority of that is large groups of people that have been abandoned by their coyote out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they don't know where they're at and they have cell phones. So they call nine one one and uh border patrol go pick them up. Uh, they did uh, last month, 460 rescues with uh boar star. Boar star is border patrol search uh rescue and trauma and they fly around in a black hawk helicopter so uh it costs a lot of money to keep a helicopter in the air and a lot for medical i mean so Uh, you got 430 airlifts in one month just with the illegals and we're footing the bill for that right there's a couple questions I have. I guess one of them would be out of the 13 years that you've been doing this, what are the advancements or success that you've seen um, in this field? Has is, is there been anybody who's like, you know what, let's close this up and then they don't get reelected again. Or what, what are you seeing that's been like good and bad that's happened in the 13 years well, you've been doing the only, this? The only good I've seen and the numbers went down dramatically and we had to do a lot of, uh, we're, I got about six of my guys and myself that are certified man trackers and uh so when trump was in office they cut the numbers down drastically and, but i've been here through obama through trump now through biden and uh yeah you can tell the difference between a liberal a liberal or a conservative and uh the numbers way down i mean trump if the interesting thing about the wall is Back in uh, Obama's days, and I think it was 2006, uh, Congress approved building the wall. They just never allocated the funds to do it because that way they could show, see, we're trying to do something about the illegal immigrations. We voted to build the wall, but there's no money there. So Trump 
already had permission. He was just trying to get the money and they kept stopping him. We have 19 miles from our nearest port of entry going east of 30 foot high fence. But in that 19 miles, there's probably 20 to 24 holes in the fence, anywhere from three feet wide to 100 yards wide. And then the fence ends and there's a 15 mile gap before it picks up again in Nogales. So it's it's sad, you know, I mean, that he tried to do something, but they wouldn't let him. Tim, why do you think this why do you think what you're doing? is important i mean like um why is illegal immigration becoming such a problem for our country and and why do you think what you're doing is important well it's you know i've been called everything in the book by uh mainstream media racist a nazi a baby killer the vigilante which is my favorite (laughs) hey batman (laughs) if you break it down we're doing a vigil and then we're anteing up to do our part (laughs) <laughs> so we're not, we're not wearing white sheets over our heads and hanging people from trees or anything but uh, I try to get the word out and I try to tell people what is happening because this is not about race this is about sustainability we cannot sustain what is going on and what is going on is it's part of a plan and the plan is to collapse the country. Can you connect those dots? What, how is uh, 200,000 people coming in the country? How is that collapsing the country? Well, that's 200,000 in six months. Yeah. Since Biden's been in, we're looking at already 7 million. And then on top of uh, the past administrations, you know, Reagan was the first one who did the, Three million uh, gave them amnesty and the government backdoors everything, you know, because once they're in here, they're doing chain migration. Whereas once you get in and you get a green card, then you can sponsor your family and bring them all over. So in the past 20 years, I would say you're looking at closer to 60 million. And that's what they know of not what they don't know because we're averaging right now in on the southern border 75 to 90,000 gotaways a month. The gotaway is somebody well basically like where we are that comes through in camouflage they see them either with cameras or sensors or they have visual on them and then they never got them. So we're looking at uh, just in gotaways, you're looking at a million plus a year. So, so, but so, connect for me. How is it that having more people collapses a society? Well, who's paying for it all? I mean, your taxes are going to go up. All your tax money is, and look at the look at the uh, uh, deficit right now. I mean, it. This is how they're. Attempting to do this in multiple ways. I mean, it's it's the woke agenda. You know, we it's part of the I don't know if you ever heard of uh, the Cloward Piven strategy. Mm-hmm. The Cloward Piven strategy. Cloward and Piven were a husband and wife team back in the 60s when they were protesting the Vietnam War. Saul Alinsky, uh, that's where 
Feinstein, Boxer, uh, Pelosi, Obama, and all of them got their start. And the Cloward Piven strategy, basically breaking it down, says if you bring enough impoverished people into a nation that has wealth, that after a certain amount of people come in, that wealth will collapse because it cannot sustain it economically. Hmm. Hmm. And so then it turns into a socialist government. So then how does that work with when you said, you know, we were asking, I think Pastor Toby asked how many of the percentage that's coming over are bad guys. And you said 2%, if I remember correctly. So if you got a large majority of those people who are coming over and then beginning to work in the economy and get jobs and, and help out, how does that collapse when you have more economic growth with that society? Well, you're going to have to build more schools. You're going to have to build more hospitals. You're going to have to build more jails. You're going to have to more of them. They're uneducated, the vast majority, because the school systems down there are pretty much non-existent. Right. And so then you have people who are, you know, uneducated. And so what is what job can they do? I mean, you got lawnmowers, leaf blowers and uh motel mates and service industry, whereas the United States is already due to greed within the multinational corporations ship vast majority of their products to be manufactured overseas. We don't make anything anymore. (laughs) We are a consuming society. We don't produce anything except for uh, military hardware is pretty much all we produce now. Mm. And so when you, I mean, when you were a kid, I was a kid, everybody was a kid. You would start out as going to McDonald's and get a job there for, until you got the hang of working and then you move on to another job and went up the ladder, up the ladder, up and the ladder. How many jobs, McDonald's and places like that are careers because, and we gave everything away. We allowed it to be given away. Hmm. But we cannot sustain it, like I said, because uh, right now we're paying just in unpaid medical bills by illegals uh, $115 billion a year. Is that just Arizona? Is that just Arizona? Or it's nationwide. nationwide. Okay. Uh, There's a hospital in Yuma that's about ready to close its doors because they have over $26 million in unpaid medical bills by illegals. And our government loves to bail out banks, but they will not bail out hospitals. (laughs) So it's, it's, you have to look and see, I mean, I've been here 13 years. I've been watching what's going on. I've been watching how the government's reacting. And if you look, this is not just happening here in this country. Yeah. This is the largest mass migration in the history of mankind. And it's happening in basically white European Christian nations. Uh, and if you look at it even closer, it's only NATO nations. So it's interesting. I mean, all Europe is being inundated with Muslims Yet the Muslims are going to the 
Christian nations, but why don't they go to the Muslim nations that already have Sharia law, halal food, and everything else? Because over there, it's a birthing jihad. Over here, it's going to be the same thing because the average American family is two kids. Hispanics and everybody else is anywhere from five to seven. So you're going to be, it's, they're going to breed you out. Tim, Tim, how, how do you, um, I mean, no one grows up thinking, you know what? I'm going to do what Tim's doing. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> go do border patrol um, and intelligence. Uh, how did how did you come to the conclusion, convictions that you're at, and how did you get involved with um, your organization? Uh, it started back in 2008. Uh, I was doing construction. I was making eighty five thousand a year doing high rises. I was running one hundred and fifty men, and I had to have an interpreter because seventy five percent couldn't speak English, and then. Uh, Every Monday morning, I get together with my foreman and ask him, you know, how many are missing? I'm missing two. I'm missing four. I'm missing what happened. He verified, caught him. I said, all right. So I call the union hall and bring in more guys to fill the spot. Three weeks later, the same guys would show up. And I was like, well, what happened? And they go, well, we just decided to take three weeks off once they caught us. And then we went out and we bought a new identity. And then we went and paid the union the 50 bucks and it's going to take them another three to six months to find out we can't work here and we'll do it all over again. So there was identity theft. And at that time, that's when the media was saying, don't worry. They're all, during the Obama administration that was, don't worry, they're only coming and doing jobs Americans won't do. And I knew it was a fallacy because I'd been in construction pretty much my whole life. So I went from $85,000 to $12,000 overnight because I went to unemployment. Uh, I cashed out everything I had. Uh, I cashed out my two pensions. I had uh, I moved to Phoenix to go to Harley-Davidson School. So while I was working full-time, I was also going to school for Harley-Davidson Mechanics. I had a shop at my house, three Harleys. I sold it all. I had the American dream. Three-bedroom, two-bath house, Harley-Davidson's, good-paying job. And overnight, it collapsed. And so I decided I'm going to go see if the second narrative that the media and the government was saying was true, which was, don't worry, it's safe and secure. And when I came down here, I said, you're kidding me, right? Where we did have a fence, it was a four-strand barbed wire fence, which will keep out a cow or a horse, and that's about <laughs> it. And that's where we had fences. And so I said, somebody's got to do something, and uh, if not me, then who? Mm. So I said, this is where I belong. And so I started Arizona Border Recon, and uh, I've been here for 13 years. Wow. Speaking of... Uh unpaid medical bills how are you paying for your health care and how's it working out if it's working perfectly great if not listen closely to what i'm about to tell you because i have a solution for you a biblical solution samaritan ministries is a community of christians who pay one another's medical bills 
Here's how it works. When a medical need arises, you choose the provider that's right for you and have a say in the treatment you receive. Even if it's a non-conventional approach, your medical bills are then shared with fellow members who then send you gifts to cover those, those needs and your need is covered in prayer. It's affordable and you can join anytime, even today. So learn more today at SamaritanMinistries.org. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash CrossPolitik. Hey, so Tim, I want to ask you, you know, doing this 13 years, I'm sure you have some answers on how to fix this problem, these problems, <laughs> particularly in your situation in Arizona. What would you do to solve this pro- problem? Uh, one thing is uh, I would uh, de-unionize the Border Patrol huh. uh, because the union makes uh, all the workplace safety rules and uh they used to have physical agility tests once a year, just like the military, because it's a physically demanding job. I mean, right now, eh, sitting in my house right now, it's 97 degrees. Outside's a little warmer. Then, uh. uh, so you got to hub up and down these mountains in 110, 120 degree heat, uh, wearing 30, 35 pounds worth of gear, tracking people. And the... Uh, Border Patrol, who were the administration, got fat and happy, and they didn't want to do the physical agility test anymore, so they uh, eliminated it. And so now you have agents that they would probably die of a stroke in 100 yards of getting out of their vehicle. So they're what is now, and they can't be fired because of union. Uh, so what they're now affectionately called is visual deterrence. So what they do is they give them the vehicle and they tell them Stop where to it. go. Yeah. Stop. They tell them where to go park the vehicle. So they're in plain sight on a hillside. So it's like, I'm over here. Don't come this way. Go over that way. And uh, wow. that's one of the things I would do. And the other one is I would, we used to uh, under Obama's, it was started before Obama, but we had uh, what were called FOBs, forward operating bases. And so what would happen is Border Patrol out here in the mountains uh, set up these FOBs where they're the shipping containers and they converted them into uh, bunkhouses, uh, dining halls and things like that. And then you would work seven days straight, seven days off. And uh, so underneath Obama, when they were trying to balance the budget and they did the sequesters, uh, they told every agency they needed to cut their budget. And the first thing that Border Patrol cut was their forward operating basis because they said it would save money. Mm. Whereas they had enough agents in their the forward operating bases to do three shifts of eight hours a day. But these guys are out in the mountains for a week. They actually cost less because they were, they only got paid eight, but they're going, what the hell am I going to do? Sit inside a shipping container box for another 16 hours. Hmm. So they would be out in the mountains, actually 12, 16 hours chasing bad guys. And uh, it slowed it to almost a crawl. And uh, so once the sequesters happened, 
the media announced that Border Patrol was closing the fobs. And within three days, you could find all the uh, evidence of the illegals and the bad guys coming straight through Border Patrol's uh, operating bases. Mm. So <sighs> I would put those back up. We're relying too much on technology. Uh it's real-time intel. It's boots on the ground that'll get it done. Uh, we have, I think it's 19,000 Border Patrol agents on the southern border, and it's a 2,000-mile border. So you've got 5,000 agents per shift, except uh, they're just being utilized wrong. They're being mismanaged. It's become a huge bureaucracy that and then when election time comes around, you're gonna all you, you've heard it for the past, I don't know how many elections. We need more agents down there. We need more. We need more. Mm. Well, you don't need more. You just need to use them right. I mean, I can close a 10 mile stretch of the border with 10 guys for three weeks at a time for just being there for seven days. Mm. Wow. And I've had uh, BORTAC, which is Border Patrol Tactical, come into our uh, camps and look at me and go, dude, we would love to see what you can do with our budget, mm. with what you can do with what you're spending. Wow. So, well, that'd be nice. I mean, the three agencies tasked with securing this country, ICE, CBP, and DHS, have a combined budget of $52 billion a year. Wow. You give me one-tenth of 1% 1 of that, and I can shut down this whole border in less than 60 days to everything except for a Bunny rabbit coming across. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tim, what's your website that people can go check out what you're doing and find out more? Uh, our website is ArizonaBorderRecon.org. Uh, there, if you feel like you want to volunteer, I mean, not a lot of people can do what, I, what we do. I mean, it's brutal. We're out here at zero degrees in the winter. It snows. Uh, we're out here in the summertime, 120 pouring rains in the monsoons and everything in between. If you do want to volunteer, you have to fill out a basically a job application. Once we receive it, we give you a call, find out, you know, what you think we do versus what we actually do. <laughs> right, right. And if you were satisfied with that, we'll push you onto a background check. The background check covers 50 state criminal, 50 state sexual predator, and a government watch list. If you pass that, then you have to notarize our rules of engagement and our standard operating procedures. So that way, if regardless if you do all that, you could still have ulterior motives. And if you do something stupid, by notarizing those will be the first pre- people to hog tie you and turn you over to law enforcement. We've been doing this for 13 years. We've been, we know what we can do and what we can't do. And I don't want to spend the rest of my life in a six by eight cell. Uh, our rules of engagement, standard operating procedures. There's a link on the bottom of the homepage. We're transparent as anything. If you want to see some of what we see, 
you can go to our YouTube channel, Arizona Border Recon. I put some of our trail camera videos up there. I don't post all of them because our friends to the south watch our stuff also. Sure. Uh, social media-wise, it's on Facebook, Arizona Border Recon. Uh, and what I do on Facebook, basically, is every morning I go through all the media on the Internet and I find the numbers and what's happening and uh, how many sexual predators are being arrested every day, illegal sexual predators. North Carolina seems to be the capital right now of illegal sexual predators in the United States. And it has been for a little over five, maybe six years. North Carolina? Yep. Wow. It's a sanctuary state. Wow. They just arrested a guy the other month for a, child rape they released him the very next week same charges one county over wow i i I know we're we're about to the end of our segment here tim but have you seen the movie sound of freedom uh not yet i'm pretty busy here yeah (laughs) have you uh have you seen our documentary cartel land no no our, our no. producer our producer has and was telling us about it earlier yeah. in the show so oh, okay okay you're familiar with it and yeah okay yeah well and we got some more coming out uh should be within the next week or so i've had some good media coming down and they're doing a lot of good stuff well and, uh, appreciate you tim thanks for joining us on cross politics yeah. yes sir yes sir and if you want to help we have a donate that uh gives and go okay all right it's if on you're his single, website. get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow. Through the Spirit, God's Word changes lives. It cuts us to the heart and reshapes us. As you strive to read and study Scripture, having a good set of tools can help. From setting reminders for a great reading plan, to word studies and commentaries that shed light on difficult passages, to listening on the go, the Olive Tree Bible app can help you dig into the Word wherever you are. Olive Tree Bible App. Read, study, listen, anywhere.